Since the spring of 2022, more than 100,000 migrants have entered New York, and state and local elected officials have struggled to meet the needs of this influx of people, with New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York Governor Kathy Hochul getting failing grades for their response to this crisis in an August survey of voters by the Siena College Research Institute. Pushing against the status quo are GOP state lawmakers, with the minority conferences in the Assembly and Senate calling for a special return to Albany in order to address what they believe are the policy gaps in the state's response. For more on the Republican position to this crisis, we're joined by State Senator Dean Murray, a Long Island Republican who joined his GOP colleagues from Suffolk and Nassau County recently in writing a letter to the governor at the end of August urging action. Welcome back to the show, Senator. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So immigration is a federal issue, but state and local elected officials are the ones who often deal with the ramifications of action or inaction from Washington, D.C., which is the case with the influx of migrants to New York State over the last year and change. Given that reality, what, if anything, do you think Governor Kathy Hochul could or should be doing differently in terms of responding to this crisis? Well, first, let me say you hit it right on the nail on the head in that, yes, it is a federal issue, but it certainly is affecting us here in New York. And it especially affects us when this is a basically a self-imposed problem. And the reason I say this was I served in the assembly in 2017 when all of the assembly members were standing up and voting to make New York state a sanctuary state. They were so proud of themselves and patting themselves on the back, how wonderful and uh, benevolent and magnificent we were. And and we we welcome every immigrant from every corner of the earth to come here until it actually happened. And then all of a sudden the realization hit that we simply do not have the resources to be a sanctuary location. We don't have the resource to handle this kind of a crisis. And it's New Yorkers who are suffering from it. So given though the reality of what we have right now and the policy decisions made in the past. Are there clear policy choices that you think Kathy Hochul should be making given the backdrop that she faces right now? Well, first and foremost, instead of asking the federal government for more money to pay for a bigger Band-Aid, how about we demand from the federal government that we get the border under control, that we stop the flow first? returning maybe to the remain in Mexico policy, which would be able to weed out and make sure that those that truly are seeking asylum and really do need help, that they get the help they need. Right now, it's just an overflow of those claiming asylum that will never qualify for asylum. And the flow continues because of the policies that we are passing here. Things like the DREAM Act, free college for for the children of illegal immigrants, health care, clothing, shelter, food. But to what end? To what end? We don't have an infinite amount of resources. We have a finite amount. And every dollar that is going to handle this crisis is a dollar not being spent on homeless veterans or senior citizens who are having to choose between do I get my medication or do I eat or children or families that have been laid off that are homeless. These are citizens who need help right here, and they are not getting it because of the money we are now spending on the migrant crisis. And now we have a governor asking for billions more. They forget that even the money coming from the federal government is tax money. It's coming from the taxpayers, and we can't afford it. So even if New York was to 
push the federal government to completely close up the southern and northern borders. There was no permeability there. We'd still have the influx of people who have arrived under the current conditions. So why shouldn't the state ask for additional federal dollars to handle the people who are here right now, given the constitutional requirements we have to provide some level of basic care for these people? So again, I'll go back to spending the money wisely rather than doing this. Why aren't we spending money to get more judges, immigration judges, get the hearing process sped up? Right now, we're talking about a couple of years out to even have the hearings to determine if they will be granted asylum. How about speeding that process up? But I go back to negotiating with Mexico for a new remain in Mexico policy to again stop that flow and speed up the process here to determine who should stay and who needs to to be returned. So again, I think we need to hone in on spending the money wisely and not a more expensive band-aid because that's all it is. The question is to what end? So when we say we want more federal land, we want more federal dollars to pay for what? To pay for shelter? To what end? If we're not fixing the problem and stopping the continual flow, And then, to be quite honest with you, I think we need to take a hard look at who is here, speed up the process, and for those that do not qualify, they need to be deported. In terms of calling a special session, are there additional powers that need to be granted the governor, or are you looking for legislation that would put in certain prohibitions on actions the state might take in response to the migrant crisis? I actually have a bill called the New York CARES Act, which would prohibit sanctuary locations. Remember, what a sanctuary location is, is a location where the local law enforcement is prohibited from working with federal law enforcement officials in regards to immigration laws. We should never be stopping law enforcement from working together to do what's right to protect the citizens of the United States and from New York. So that law needs to be passed. That bill needs to be passed. But we need to reverse some of the policies, such as a sanctuary state designation or New York City's sanctuary state designation. It's sending the message that more are welcome and we can't handle what is here right now. It's, it's the old axiom, be careful what you wish for, you might get it. When it comes to the existing sanctuary municipalities, though, my understanding is that while they might not comply with federal officials on certain immigration issues, they will comply with orders issued by judges, and there are also some loopholes in that sanctuary status if there's people who've been convicted of violent felonies, have previously been deported, or on terrorism watch lists. So is it possible that the sanctuary distinction isn't necessarily as resolute as Democrats might like it to seem or as Republicans might define it? No, I think because then then we get into the other can of worms, which is the bail reform and the criminal justice laws that have been passed over the past couple of years by our Democrat colleagues. Because again, you, you've read the stories over the past couple of weeks. Um, there was one just recently was arrested multiple times in the city, but wasn't even held on bail. And I'm talking about one, a migrant who is here, uh, who was committing crimes left and right, I think six or seven crimes in the past couple of weeks, who was not even held on bail. We, when we talk about the sanctuary, yes, that needs to be addressed and fixed, but we also need to fix our own laws right here regarding the criminal justice system. 
Well, speaking of our own laws, you made a reference early on to a vote that was taken in 2017 in the Assembly for a bill that was labeled the sanctuary state legislation in New York. And and I've seen other passing references to the idea that New York is a sanctuary state. But if I remember back to 2017, that bill didn't pass in the GOP-controlled Senate at the time. And I can't find any other references to New York being a quote-unquote sanctuary state. So is there anything actually on the books that makes New York a sanctuary state? Or are you just referring to some of the laws that you also reference that make New York more hospitable to migrants or undocumented New Yorkers or what local municipalities have done. Your memory serves correct. The GOP-led Senate did not pass that legislation. It passed in the Assembly by, I believe, two votes. But that year, Governor Cuomo, by executive order, had declared New York a sanctuary location. But it was not legislative. You're right. The body in the Assembly did pass it. The Senate had the same bill, but it did not pass in the Senate. And then, as I said, Governor Cuomo then declared it uh, through uh, executive order uh, sanctuary location. And I don't believe it's changed since Kathy Hochul has taken over. Would you like to see the governor issue an executive order countering the previous order? Immediately. One of the things that we've had constant discussions on with this show is the state's right to shelter mandate and whether the constitutional language that's been tested with regards to New York City even applies to the rest of the state without some sort of legal challenge. What's your interpretation of the right to shelter mandate in New York? And does it extend to the tens of thousands of migrants in New York or the migrants outside of New York City specifically? Uh, My feeling is no and no. I don't believe it it does because, again, they are not United States citizens. But I also don't believe that a policy in New York City extends beyond their boundaries. So um, this is why we have local elected officials. They decide local policy. And as far as I know, no one on Long Island declared any location out here a sanctuary location, nor did they adopt the shelter policy. Well, I guess Long Island would fall under the constitutional language that was adopted during the Great Depression, which was used for the 1981 New York City case. So would you want to see local officials, say on Long Island, bring some sort of proactive challenge to any sort of shelterings and and questioning, you know, the constitutional mandate? Or would you like to see that language changed? Or would you like to see it left unaddressed? I mean, how do you think about that initial language in the state constitution, that's where we get the right to shelter mandate. I believe if the governor tries to to push this uh, through and, and basically ram it down the throats of those in suburbia, then I, be- I believe they will rise up and challenge. But I don't think it applies. I don't believe it does, because, again, the citizenship issue, in my opinion, comes into play. But Again, I'll go back to if the governor or, or the mayor do try to push this beyond the city's boundaries, then I do believe uh, we will see a challenge in court by local elected officials, and I think they will win. So a lot of the policy recommendations that we've talked about here are things that would take time to implement, whether it has to do with the border or whether it has to do with increasing personnel to hear asylum cases. So in the interim, would you like to see something done to ensure a more seamless transition for the people who are here, to ensure that they are not necessarily requiring taxpayer-funded support so that they can support themselves, whether it is some sort of expedited work authorization and 
encouraging House Republicans to take action on that or, or something else. What do you think needs to be done in the interim? Or should that not be part of the calculus and we shouldn't be trying to turn these people into productive members of the society right now? My personal opinion is I believe all of our efforts should be uh, to going towards A, stopping the flow, so so securing the border, getting things under control there, and then uh, dealing with the crisis we have at hand right now. And if that means, um, and I'm not talking about mass deportation, but I am talking about speeding up the hearings to determine whether or not they are in fact qualifying for asylum. And if not, those that do not, yes, should be deported. But that's where our efforts should be going. As far as work authorization, there's a reason there is a delay. There's a reason that you're basically required about six-month wait, and that is for the vetting process. We don't know any background information. We have people up in arms right now where the schools are putting out policy recommendations. I believe Letitia James also put this out, saying that any of the children here, migrant children, will be let into school regardless of their vaccination status, regardless of their uh, not knowing their health records. Um, so I believe we really need to get this under control uh, for the safety of our citizens. But the concentration needs to be on A, securing the border, stopping this, this out of control flow, and then B, dealing with the crisis at hand by speeding up the process, determining who should stay, who should not, and then those that should not need to be deported. Well, we've been speaking with State Senator Dean Murray. He is a Long Island Republican. Senator, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.